Hello and welcome to the D&D 420 podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping you become a better dungeon master. I'm your host, Eric M. Hunter, and I am a struggling game master trying to figure out how to tell a better story. Joining me shortly is Jimmy Shields. He is the creator of D&D 420 and an avid D&D fan with over 30 years of experience. In this episode, we continue our journey of creating a brand new character, helping guide those into the 5th edition of Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, The other thing that we decided to do was to upload an ongoing character sheet so that you guys at home can follow along with us. You can find that in the show notes below. It is completely fillable and customizable, so feel free to take this as a template um, or use it as your own character in your own game as we create a Dungeons & Dragons fantasy version of Captain America. All right, so... Per last week, we were talking about building a character and how important it is um, to start with the background first. Even though in the 5th edition book, it doesn't start with that. It starts with uh, race, I believe. Class? Race uh, yeah, class? race and then class, class. and then background. And then background. So, it's good to know what kind, of, what kind of race and class you want to be. But before you go into the, the minutiae, you want to make sure that you understand you know, what your background is going to grant you because they grant you skill proficiencies and sometimes they grant you languages and sometimes you don't want to really double up. Now, I was looking in the player's handbook. As you do. As sometimes I do. And there is a little-known rule in the player's handbook that talks about a variant on backgrounds, which I really like this caveat here. Do tell. And it is it is right at the beginning of backgrounds. It says customizing a background. You might want to tweak some of the features of background so it better fits your character or the campaign setting. To customize a background, you can replace any one feature with any other one. So you'll like choose your two skills. And if, if you're going to be doubling up on skills, it actually says that you can you know work with your DM there. Uh, for instance, when I created uh, a character for Nathan's game, that, which is coming up soon, uh, I am playing a tabaxi rogue, and I had a couple of different ways of, like, tabaxi gave me a couple of skill proficiency. Uh, I'm an urchin, so I got a couple of skill proficiencies there, and I had some overlap. So I went ahead and spoke with Nathan, and he said, yeah, sure. When you're doing your background, well, just choose another rogue background. And I said, oh, that's a, a nice uh, middle of the road there. So that if you do find that you're going to see some overlap because of the race you choose, because of the background you choose, you know, work with your dungeon master and see if you can uh, still get the benefits because all of the backgrounds give you a couple of skill proficiencies. Which is obviously, again, one of the best parts about this game is that it is really, for the most part, completely customizable. Like you can pretty much, within means, do practically whatever you want to do. You know, um, I hear a, a large complaint about fifth edition, and I you know at first I kind of had it like, oh, when I'm making my character, it doesn't seem as customizable. Well, it is. It's just a little more streamlined, a little bit more hand-holding along the way, which is great for some of the people that are going to be listening who are new to Dungeons & Dragons. Um, it, it is more streamlined. It will hold your hand a little bit more just by using the book. And the backgrounds are meant to help you uh, write your history. But, you know, I've got your background here. You want to play a folk hero. 
what made you choose folk hero? So I had mentioned it in the last episode, and then I got giddy with anticipation uh, later when I realized what I wanted to do. I want to make Captain America. Ah, yes, and folk hero is awesome for Captain America. Soldier would have been a good choice too, uh, but folk hero really works. Um, so we'll talk about some of the things you chose these, right? So that was one of the things I wanted to mention. Um, what is new to this edition that I am was not um, or not used to using in like 3.5 or earlier uh, was with the not only the addition of these background traits, but it gives you a table that you can essentially roll a D6 to in case if you don't really know what kind of character you want to make, you can kind of leave it up to the dungeon gods, which, again, I think is a very cool addition. Uh, it's awesome when you're making NPCs. Uh, I, if I don't know what kind of NPC I want, I'll, I have a sheet that um, in the next season we're going to talk about quite a bit where I can roll everything for my NPC from race to class to background to the job title that they carry um, to these, you know, and now we've got personality traits, ideals, uh, bonds, defining events, flaws, things like that that we can add into there. And um, if you look in Volo's guide, there are further additions to this that you can look into depending on what race you choose in there. And there's also in Volo's guide uh, just something I wanted to let you know. Not only are there new races, which are <laughs> really, really good. Um, in Nathan's campaign, I'm playing a Tabaxi, I mentioned, which is a, uh, uh, a really cool race. They're like curious cat folk. Um, and they're very, uh, very information driven. And so there are different things about Tabaxi that are special to that race that you may have another table for. Um, so that's pretty cool. I highly recommend if your, um, if your DM allows Volo's guide to use that as well when you're deciding what you want to play. Um, and I have Volo's guide, so I can, I can easily show that to you. Cool. Totally. I would look forward to reading that. Um, I don't think Captain America is going to be anything but a human. No, exactly. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know. So I guess that kind of, again, um, coming up with this idea of like, okay, I just I want to create a Captain America type character. So he's the goody goody. He's, you know, powerful. He's a fighter. Um, but one of the things that I was trying to conceive is, okay, so if he's this you know, quote unquote, supernatural being, where does that power come from? And I immediately thought, well, that's a question for my DM. Am I, it is. am I getting that power because I have a God who's granting me that power or am I getting this power because of technology or so how would you, if I came to you as a player with that question, how would you uh, field it? All right. There's, there's a couple of ways we can go about it. Um, you know, after looking over your background, and I know that you're wanting to play Captain America or a Captain America-like character, because we can't obviously make Captain America. It's copyrighted material, Jim. Yeah, yeah, we can't even talk about it or say Dungeons and Dragons. Also um, true. <laughs> uh, you know, there's you can look at races and say uh, you might choose Asimar. These are humanoids that have kind of an angelic power to them um, that comes from a celestial source you know captain america's obviously didn't come from a celestial force but in DD we can do that and asimars are really stinking cool man um and then they they receive 
again, you roll a little bit more. You can roll for an angelic guide. And then you have a nature about you, which could be bookish and lecturing, compassionate and helpful, practical and lighthearted, fierce and vengeful, stern and judgmental, or kind and per parental. So it takes you a step further because they are guided to be like this folk hero that you've made here. You, um, if someone's in trouble, you're always ready to lend a hand. You protect those who cannot protect themselves. To me, that's Asimar all the way already. So that's a, that's a good choice. Um, you don't have to be Asimar, though. They do get some really cool things that might help you, but we're going to also talk about classes as well. So what kind of class might Captain America? So, okay, well, before we go past race, um, humans are a good choice as well. Another thing I wanted to talk about are the human variant option and um, the options in the player's handbook under humans. Did you see that there when you were looking over races? I did not. Okay, so in your player's handbook, if you go to the human, but they, they have a, a secondary way that you can do it. Because if you choose human, you can either, one, gain an ability point in every one of your ability. Not bad, right? That is so, that is a big difference from 3.5. Um, and yeah, I know we're going to go into this much later, but... Pathfinder, big difference, yeah. And I know we're going to go into this, obviously, later down the road. Um, the kind of like the ins and outs of how the rules have changed here and there. But to me, that stuck out like a sore thumb because playing 3.5 and 3.0 for so long, getting ability points alone is, I mean, that just comes from gameplay. Do you know what I mean? Like this, that just from, comes from time putting into the game. And Well, there's, there's a couple big differences here. Um, coming from Pathfinder or 3X, uh, your abilities max out at 20 now. So that's important to know. Not only that, but if you look in the Dungeon Master's Guide, which um, you being an aspiring DM, you probably should, your difficulty ratings are going to max out at 30. So, and that, I mean, that's all core stuff here. We're talking core. Sure, yeah. Rules as written. You know, 30 is next to impossible. So, therefore, there's no reason to go above um, a 20. So even when we're making our character, something else we're going to be talking about today is how we're going to roll up this character, how we're going to couple the stats and things, because there are some options in the player's handbook for that as well that you might want to talk with your dungeon master about. Um, but I digress. Back to human. So human, you can either gain plus one in each ability, um, or the, the variant is um, you get an ability score increase of two different abilities by one, you gain proficiency in an additional skill of your choice, and you gain a feat of your choice, which is more like 3rd Edition or mm -hmm. Pathfinder. Yeah. A lot more like it, in fact. It almost echoes it exactly, but with 5th Edition rules. Um, and I really like this variant because many of the other races that you can choose, if your DM doesn't play with this, what he's basically saying is, ah, being human isn't that good, and you're probably not going to have very many humans in your group. Because why would I want to choose a human who gains ability points and traits, or not traits, but um, abilities that I don't care about? What, what's the difference to me if my rogue has a 9 or a 10 charisma? Not much except for that saving throw. Right. Not, not much at all. 
if, if I'm not choosing a charisma-based rogue. So, you know, or constitution, or dexterity, if you're a fighter and you're in heavy plate armor, what difference does it make to me if I get a point in charisma and a point in dexterity? I'm not using dexterity as defense. I'm not using dexterity for much of anything if I'm wearing heavy plate and wielding a big two-hand sword. That's just not how the character works. So it's not that useful in the things that I'll be using. Therefore, the variant traits, that's that's a pretty amazing rule to me. And that's what I use in my games. I let the players pick. If they want to be a human and get an ability point increase in everything, that's fine. But know that that variant is there. And you know that Tommy, another player of ours, he's nuts about it. He's still in love with being human. Yeah. So, so you could either be a human and get that feat, which is beautiful, um, or you could even say plus one in every ability is pretty sweet as well. Uh, or, you know, like I said, Asimar is pretty good. Um, even a Goliath is kind of like a half-giant if we're talking in 3rd edition or Pathfinder terms. Uh, I think there was also a Goliath in, um, in uh, additional splat books as well. Oh. Uh. Man, I had, you would know better than I would. <laughs> yeah, 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 there is. Um, I can't remember what it's in because, as you know, I rewrote that type of stuff. Sure. Um, but Goliath is pretty awesome because you get an ability score increase of two in your strength and one in your constitution. So you're incredibly strong. You get powerful build. You count as one size larger. Goliaths are really cool. That could be a Captain America type character um, and they are all about um, competition and uh, a level playing field playing by the rules survival of the fittest things like that maybe not perfect but it is an option for you so, so we'll say go ahead we got a few options yeah we'll say we have a few options so what would be so with the core of this character what would be a bad race to go with you're wanting to be a captain america you're wanting to be a badass soldier right right that's your that's your primary choice you're not going to want to be um a kinku you're not going to want to be a tabaxi or a trite or a halfling now you could choose half elf and it's really good you could choose elf or dwarf and they're really good it starts to get away from the flavor um, but those are still good choices. Even lizard folk is a, a decent choice. Um, you might not want to go with Firbolg uh, or Tiefling because Tiefling is really the uh, really the opposite of a of an Asimar. They're not out to protect anybody. They're out for themselves primarily. They're demonic, demonically inspired rather than celestially inspired. So it goes against basically what would be like the so. I guess what, I, what I'm kind of getting to is like keeping in mind what your core aspects of your character is going to be because I've definitely played in games where it's like, oh, well, we're all going to be, you know, like lawful good and we're going to do X, Y, Z. And, you know, the players will tend to play their characters however it fits the scene uh, to be successful rather than how it fits the character. Sure, yeah. Uh, well, here, here's the thing about Tiefling. We all are familiar with Dritzdurd, right? 
well, maybe not all of us, but I know you are. I am. And Drizzt is comes from an evil people. There's nothing saying you can't be a tiefling with infernal bloodline and be lawful good. You know, it's you're gonna have to talk to your dungeon master about it because they tend toward evil and they tend toward chaos. So you would you would be playing a, a Dritz-like character if you were to choose that. They are really good, you know. They get um, they get resistance to fire. They get um, a couple of spell-like abilities. They have dark vision. Um, they gain charisma and intelligence, though. So that's a little different than what you're going for. So it, so because because. I feel like it would kind of go, and maybe this is just um, you know the the DM side of me kind of kicking in, but I feel like at the end of the day, it has to make sense. Do you know what I, I mean? I like my characters to make sense. I like your characters to make sense when you're playing in my game. Right. You can play. You can play whatever you want. Now, there's nothing stopping a player from doing something really cool. And. Uh, being that good guy tiefling, but that's not what you told me you wanted to play. You would have come to me and said, I want to play a Dritz like character, but I don't want to be a drow. Right. And I could have said, a tiefling is going to be it. Be a tiefling. And by the way, I want a, a shout out to everybody in my group um, about tiefling, because I know that I've heard it said in the D&D &D 420 guild uh, uh, a plethora of ways tiefling tiefling um uh somebody there was even another way that i can't think of now tiefling uh, tiefling or something yeah. yeah it is tiefling i found it i found the official pronunciation uh, pronunciation <laughs> nice from from way back in planescape which is second edition material oh uh, okay and they do have a pronunciation for it and it is tiefling tiefling um, so that, that's, that's funny. let that issue be resolved <laughs> in case there, anybody wants to say it any certain way. I don't care how people say it, drow or drow, tiefling, tiefling, but um, drow is correct, tiefling is correct right. as, far as, as far as Wizards of the Coast is concerned. Um, so anyway, back to D&D you know, 420, I tend to get off track. <laughs> so I feel like... It's just something that I wanted to bring up because, um, you know, as expansive and as uh, customizable as this game is, there are still rules, you know, like the just going and looking through like these races and like just reading through like some of the um, uh, the personality traits of the race itself. It's like, I mean, essentially you can you can play any character you want, but you have to stick within that kind of fold because it just throws the whole game off. You know what I mean? It depends on your group, and it depends on your storyteller, and it depends on the type of campaign you're playing in. Um, you know, for instance, I'll be playing, in, and I love I love referring back to this. I'm super excited, the D20 initiative game. And he has a very specific storyline that he is painstakingly created, and the way that it seems to me is it will be best to go with the flow in that because he's gone to all of this trouble to make this gorgeous gaming world 
and he has this really cool storyline where a greater evil has come in and um, kind of taken over when there had been an age of peace for a millennia and now we're plunged into this evil evil and chaos and we're the resistance you know very star wars so if we we're playing so i look at it kind of like a star wars like game if we were playing star wars and we were the resistance it wouldn't make sense to play darth maul right so i'm not gonna choose that and and the th here's the thing you shouldn't either if you know what type and that's stuff that we're going to cover in session zero that's stuff that's covered before session zero with by a good dungeon master and you know as well as as i do um in our group we tend to put that stuff out there ahead of time so should your dungeon master out there for everybody listening if you don't have any idea of what kind of game it's going to be ask is does it make sense for me to play this um super edgy tiefling warlock who is chaotic evil does it make sense is it something that you see fitting into the game your dungeon master if he's good will be very straight up with you and say yes or no or he might even get excited he or she might get excited about it then you know that's great or they might say ah oh, you know what that's not that doesn't really fit with the story um hey you know what if that's all you want to play is a tiefling warlock who's chaotic evil maybe you should find a different game if that's the only thing you want to play but like we talked about last week it's good to go with the flow we this is a group game we are all here to have fun you me the players our dungeon master everybody wants to have a good time and it's kind of like if you pick up a board game and somebody starts moving their token backwards right like that's just that's not what we're here for we all agreed to what the game ahead of time that we were going to try to defeat this monster or whatever uh so you know don't attack me <laughs> well and i think it speaks to a larger part part too because at least in my experience very rarely have i ever had a player come up to me and say oh i want to be you know a half orc um you know just a chaotic good half orc and it's like no there's something about this character that you want to be you don't want to be these stats you want to be this the something that this character is, whatever this character can become, and then we just need to figure out how to work that into the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, because that sounds awesome—a chaotic, good half orc, maybe a barbarian. Maybe he's not a barbarian. Maybe he's a shaman. Maybe he's a uh, something else altogether. It sounds like you've got an idea. Tell me more about that background. Right. You know, did you pick folk hero? Well, that's super cool half work folk hero it's interesting it, if you have a, an idea of in your mind of what you want to play and how you want to play it that's even better and you know it kind of goes back to when we were talking about these backgrounds and you choose a folk hero if you kind of have something quirky like that you want to play a good half work um, then you probably want to choose your defining event or your personality trait or your ideal you want to choose those things rather than roll most players i find want to choose them sure and 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 you know don't be afraid to diverge away from those charts if it's your first time making a character in fifth edition there's there's nothing wrong with sticking directly to it and making it straight out of the book but you know with the players like we've got um a lot of our players like you said have a concept in their head already 
of what they want to play and they don't see it here in folk hero but they want to play a folk hero so you may look through some of the other ones and get an idea you know oh if someone is in trouble i'm always ready to lend help well that's good but i had more of an idea like um if people are in trouble i'll i'm more like retribution so i'll kill the person that's causing the trouble you know maybe their personality is more like that and they can look over and another background and find something else that follows that or make make up their personality trait of their own so long as it fits a folk hero it's it's okay yeah that i think that's again it's it's getting with your dm i feel like it's also important that obviously your dm knows what they're talking about to be able to like you had mentioned before you know like i want to be like driz but i don't want to be a dro like oh well this you you, you play teethling instead like being able to know those things and be able to just kind of step your way through the maze like that's huge as well it is um so now that we've thought about races we should move on to classes let's move on to classes uh, i have no class so you well that's unfortunate fact yeah. um however we know that Captain America is indeed a kick-ass soldier. So what kind of class is a soldier? Well, a lot of people are just going to jump at fighter. Fighter so, is a great choice. That's exactly right? what I was going to su suggest. Because looking at just the simple uh, table that they have in the book, it makes sense. You know, it's a, being skilled with a variety of weapons and armor, uh, using a lot of strength and dexterity. Um, and then obviously, uh, my weapon proficiencies are everything. Yes. You can use any weapon, wear any armor, and you have access to some kick-ass feats, which kind of goes back if you're human as well. Right. Um, so it's a great first choice. Um, my primary choice is he kind of has a sacred oath that he keeps. Would you agree? Yes, absolutely. That screams paladin. He is a holy warrior bound by an oath. Strength and charisma base. Cap is very charisma oriented. Mm -hmm. It's something to consider. Um, you still get all weapons and armor. Um, yet you also get some really powerful uh, spells as you progress up as well. I really like the concept of Paladin, Captain America as a Paladin. Um, but it's not I, it's not something I push. So that's the that's the other one that I would say. Those are your two best choices. You can make something else. There's no doubt you could be a cleric and just focus on fighting, being a cleric who has a, uh, a lawful good god and who is bound by their honor of their god. They're a champion um, who is in service of that higher power. So that's really good too. Although they're not as soldiery so i think it's a it's a good honorable mention if you want to go more of the spells route what about uh difficulty playing as a first-time player um is there one better over another something that's a little bit more straightforward than another class here's the thing with a fighter like if we go look at fighter let's do that uh, as we go to the fighter page fighter page Fighter page. As a fighter, you're going to rely on fighting styles, which are 
not, they're not like spells, but they are like spells and the fact that they're abilities that you have to know exactly how to use them. So you'll get a fighting style. You're going to get a lot of abilities as a fighter. Um, so you would probably be a defense fighter, I would guess. Well, using armor, you gain a plus one bonus to your AC. Captain America uses his shield, and he's you know he's known for his his invulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, then you get um, second wind. Man, that's starting to sound more like him. Then you get action surges, pushing yourself beyond the normal limits for movement for what normal people can do. And then at third level, you get the martial archetype, and then you start to get extra attacks later on. Um, really good you, then when you choose your martial archetype you can choose between champion which sounds a lot like Captain America he focuses on raw power honed to deadly perfection improved critical remarkable athlete additional fighting styles so gaining all of these abilities as a fighter you get more abilities as a fighter than maybe any other class so it's kind of like having spells however they are things that you will use over and over and over again, highly likely. So fighter, I would say, is going to be a little easier. Um, but as a paladin, you get lesser spells. You, you don't get as many spells as a wizard or a sorcerer or a cleric. So it's going to be really close between the, the paladin and the fighter. The fighter is a little bit less honor-bound. You can play them as honor-bound as you would like to be. And you can break. There's no nothing happens if you break your oath, which is important to the Captain America mythos, right? Because we all know what happened more recently in the Captain America mythos. We don't actually. I have no idea. Oh well, then I won't break. I won't. No, you get. I know what happens in the comics, but okay. Well, I don't know um, what the movies did. Well, yeah, he he kind of turncoats. No, he doesn't turncoat. He just uh, doesn't stick one hundred percent to his kind of uh oath or whatever gotcha well then i'm gonna i'm gonna blow your mind after the podcast then (laughs) what he does he does for the greater good so uh, you know in certain circumstances you you when you're faced with a very hairy decision you can't choose to stick to your honor sure you have to choose the least bad whatever so, well, you know. and then looking over the paladin class really quick, um, it, I mean, it like you were saying before, it immediately screams, um, you know, of of a more of a godly nature, you know, like one of the first uh, uh, feats you get is lay on hands, which that's in a divine sense. I mean, that alone, I mean, kind of, I don't want to say goes against what the idea of Captain America is, because um, yeah, to me, he seems like more of like a lone wolf kind of a character. Um, but I do see the, the the possibility of how I wanted to create a character like Captain America, but now I'm seeing oh, there's so many other possibilities that I can kind of turn and move and manipulate it to make a, a fairly unique character. But we started off with something that's a very simple framework. Exactly, and there's nothing wrong with starting off with I want to be Captain America as long as you allow yourself to bend. Because we're our plan D and D. This isn't modern day. We're not playing Marvel superheroes. You're not going to get what's it called, vibranium shield or whatever. Oh yeah. So you're not going to play Captain America. You're just going to play a character like Captain America. 
and um, it has been spoken time and time again that you know what's a paladin i've heard it brought up so many times what do you mean what's a paladin what is that even well it's a holy warrior well give me a give me an example well we know from history where we get the word paladin right king arthur charlemagne well yeah okay king arthur sure well we can keep on going we can talk about stuff you're more familiar with if you're not a history buff uh, cap captain america that right. son of a bitch is a paladin he doesn't lay hands on and he doesn't have spells but if anybody is going to act like a paladin it's him because a lot of us are going to take the easy road but not a paladin and certainly not Captain America. Okay, so what I'm so I'm going to sit down. Um, I'm going to figure out the race, which I'm pretty sure I already know which one. I'm going to pick the class, which I'm pretty sure I already know which one. Uh, and then I'm going to start working on some more of the, um, for lack of a better term, aesthetic choices in terms of like age and hair color and all that stuff and slowly start to build uh the narrative of this character uh and i also thought which would uh, a fun thing to do would be to i'm going to start creating the character sheet so for every episode that we do when we start talking about a new aspect of the character that we're building i'll add it to the character sheet and then i can post that online for everybody to see that way they can kind of follow along to see what it actually transcribes to on the character sheet itself uh, from the things that we talk about and then at the end uh, of this set of sessions we'll have a character that is ready to go for fifth edition thanks for listening to this episode of the D 420 podcast for everything D 420 related check out dnd420.com if you'd like to reach out to us you can find us there on the website and on youtube at dnd420 lastly as always if you'd like to support the show you can do that by telling another DM about the show and by visiting us on Apple Podcasts and leaving a rating and review. Thanks for subscribing and being a part of our work here at D&D 420. We will see you next week.